culture teaches doctrine. We let sinners teach us their view of truth. But we need church. We must spend time in the word of God. We must spend time in the word of God. That's why going through the book of Luke is so important. God has spoken his word to us through his apostles and his prophets. He has preserved the word through the church. He has given us that word the scriptures and if we want to know what God wants us to know about life and godliness we must not ignore the word of God amen so let me encourage this you this morning if you don't have daily scripture reading time establish that priority in your life start a devotional bible reading if you already have a devotional bible reading I'd encourage you to, to, to be faithful in that maybe you've been doing that for a while now it's time for you to dig deeper read through one of Pick one of the Gospels. Begin to read through it. Read through the Psalms. Read through James. Read through Romans. If you've never read through the Bible, read through the Bible. Use an app like YouVersion for devotional reading. Use an app like the Bible Project for in-depth study. Use an app like Read Scripture to help you read through the entire Bible. Because if you want to be shaped in godliness, you have to be shaped by the Scripture. I'll say it again. If you want to be shaped in godliness, you must be shaped by the scriptures. A couple of weeks ago, we looked at the power and authority given to the disciples by Jesus, how they went out and proclaimed and demonstrated the kingdom of heaven, how demons were rebuked, how sicknesses were healed, how people were delivered into the kingdom. The people, the people who, who had this authority were amazed at the power and authority that they had. This morning, we're It's one of the great miracles of Jesus. I want you to look at it with me in Luke chapter 9, starting at verse 10. It says, when the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus all that they had done. He took them along and withdrew privately to a town called Bethsaida. When the crowds found out, they followed him. He welcomed them, spoke to them about the kingdom of God, healed those who were needed healing. And late in the day, the twelve approached him and said to him, send the crowd away so that they could go into the surrounding villages and the countryside to find food and lodging because we are in a deserted place here. You give them something to eat, he said. We have no more than five loaves and two fish, they said, unless we go and buy food for all these people, for about 5,000 men were there. Then he told the disciples, have them sit down in groups of 50 of about 50 each. They did, and what he, they did what he said, had them all sit down. He took the five loaves and the two fish and looked up to heaven. Jesus blessed and broke the five loaves and the two fish, and he kept giving them to the disciples to set before the crowd. And everyone ate and was filled, and they picked up 12 baskets of leftover pieces. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would anoint the reading of your word, anoint the sermon. Speak through me today, God, what you would have me to speak. Lord, I pray that we would have ears to hear what the Spirit says to this church today, and we will give you glory and honor and praise. Here's what we see this morning is that crowds follow good news. Crowds follow kingdom good news. You guys see this? People are desperate for the kingdom good news proclaimed and demonstrated.
Jesus. Yes, they followed him for what he did, but they also followed him for what he said. Sometimes folks quit following him because his teachings were too hard, but they didn't quit following him. Even when his teachings were hard, they quit following him, not because the kingdom sounded good, but because following him sounded difficult. They longed for the kingdom of God. Sometimes we, like those, would focus, lose focus on the right priorities. We lose focus on the values of the kingdom. We begin to value our kingdom more than we value his kingdom. But the promise of the kingdom that Jesus brought is a kingdom that speaks to the very core need of humanity. A kingdom of rightness, a kingdom of wholeness, a kingdom of life, of peace, of healing, of fulfillment, of hope, of light, of justice, of mercy, of perfection. A kingdom with no sin, no sorrow, no suffering, no death. A kingdom with no violence, no injustice, no war, no famine, no lack, no longing. It's a kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the right rule and government of God. And the kingdom of heaven is the epitome of Jesus enthroned as king. The kingdom of heaven is a picture of what the kingdom of God looks like. The kingdom of heaven that Jesus came bringing, preaching, proclaiming is a picture of what the kingdom of God looks like. The kingdom of God isn't limited to a nation or a place or a territory. It's not bound by borders. It's marked by the reign of Jesus and results in justice and mercy and peace and righteousness. That is good. Jesus preached and that is what Jesus demonstrated and that is what the crowds longed for. Church, I do not believe that people have changed much in 2,000 years. I believe crowds are still longing for justice and mercy and peace and rightness. Now, listen, I understand that culture may have a different understanding of what justice and mercy and peace and rightness look like than what Jesus does. But you know what? Many of those in Jesus' day had a different understanding as well until Jesus opened their eyes. But Jesus had to demonstrate and proclaim for them the kingdom so they could properly see the kingdom of heaven Jesus. Here's what I believe, and I believe it because it's what is said in the Gospels. It's that when the church models the kingdom of heaven in both proclamation and demonstration, crowds will hear and believe. Sadly, church, for far too long, we have proclaimed an incomplete vision of the kingdom, and we have not demonstrated a Christly kingdom to the the grace and the truth of Jesus, our gospel is not believable. When what we demonstrate looks more like the principalities and powers of this world system and more like the rulers of wickedness in high places, then the kingdom of heaven, our gospel isn't believable. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said this, darkness cannot drive out darkness, only light can do that, hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. God may 
church begins to proclaim and demonstrate the gospel of the kingdom, the crowds will want to hear, what will we do with the crowd? How will we respond to the folks who long for the kingdom of heaven? Remember, church, the harvest is plentiful, the laborers are few. How will we respond to the crowd looking for the good news of the kingdom of heaven? We have two options. We can send them away to fend for themselves, or we can give them something to eat. First option is this, send them away. Send them away. Luke 9, 12. Late in the day, the 12 approached and said to Jesus, send the crowds away so they can go into the surrounding villages and countryside and find food and lodging because we are in a deserted place here. disciples had seen the power of God on display. The disciples had seen the power of God on display. Remember, just, just a few verses earlier, we're told that God, that Jesus sends out these disciples and he gave them authority to cast out demons, to heal the sick, to, to preach the gospel of the kingdom, and that many folks were healed, they were saved, they were believing in the kingdom of heaven, and now the disciples, when they are with this responsibility, when they see the crowds in front of them and they're not sure what they're going to do, Jesus is there and the crowds say, we just got to send them away. We just got to send them away. They had seen the power of God on display, but now the disciples are ready to send the crowd away. Church, we have a real problem when we're willing to send the say, let them fend for themselves. Let them go find their own food. Let them go into the village and countryside to find their own food. Church, that's a problem. When we proclaimed and demonstrated the gospel, yet we're sending them away hungry. We've sent them, when we do that, we've sent them away to find answers apart from Jesus. We've sent them away to find hope on their own. We've sent them away to find purpose on their own. We've sent them away to find fulfillment on their own. We've abandoned them to the culture all while we lament the culture. We've allowed them to leave hungry. In many instances, we as the church have left a bad taste in their mouths and they don't want our food. It does no good to proclaim and demonstrate the kingdom if we're going to send Let's, let's read that passage again, right? Send the crowd away so they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside to find food and longing and lodging because we're in a deserted place. We're told them later in the day, right? Later in the day, it may be inconvenient. It may be costly. Let them go. Let them find food. Let them pay. We don't have food. We don't have money. We can't. We don't have resources. Let, let them go. It may be inconvenient for us. It may be costly for us. But a hungry and dying crowd need the banquet table of God's mercy spread out before them. The hungry crowds cannot be sent away hungry. The broken cannot be sent to find their own wholeness. 
promise. The sinner can't be sent away to find salvation. The self-righteous can't be sent away to puff up himself. Our sons and daughters can't be sent away to find truth. Our friends cannot be sent away to find purpose. The lost can't be sent away and expected to find their way home. The hungry can't be sent away and expect to be full. If crowds are sent away, the crowds will never find the kingdom of heaven and the salvation and the life that is found in Christ Jesus. We can can either send them away because it's too costly and too inconvenient or too messy or too unpredictable. We can send them away, but we cannot blame them for being lost. We can send them away option the disciples found was send them away. The second option was the option that Jesus says. I love Jesus' response to the disciples who are trying to figure out how to get out of this situation. How can we get out of this situation? There's a lot of people here. They're hungry. We can't fix it. Let's come up with a solution. That's what we would do, right? We would try to come up with a solution. How can we solve this problem? solve this problem. The problem is when we try to solve our problems apart from Jesus, our solutions are not kingdom solutions. When we try to solve problems in our own strength and our own wisdom and our own ability and our own natural inclinations apart from consulting Jesus, our solutions will fail. They may have gotten food, but they would not have gotten fed. Jesus has a response. I love his response. Luke 9 verse 13 says, you give them something to eat. You give them something to eat. And we have no more than five loaves and two fish. Unless we go and buy food for all these people. You give them something to eat. There were over 5,000 people there. 5,000 men plus women plus children. Jesus and his 12 disciples did not have enough food to feed them. Can you imagine the thoughts of the disciples when Jesus tells them to feed the 5,000 plus? We don't have food. We don't have food for that many people. We don't have have that kind of money. What is Jesus even talking about? How how are we supposed to do this, guys? What are we going to do? Why would Jesus tell us to feed these people? What what is Jesus thinking here? Jesus, just Jesus, come on, man. What, What are you telling us? We can't do this. We only got five loaves and two bread. What are you thinking, Jesus? That's not enough to meet the needs of the people. Jesus did not have time or want to hear their excuses. Jesus said, you give them something to eat. Church, we we don't have an option. You give them food. Give them hope. That's the job of the church. Give them food. Give them hope. Give them life. Give them truth. Give them grace. Give them love. Give them help. Give them what they need. Give them Jesus. Give them Jesus. Give You may not understand how you're going to do it. I may not understand how we're going to do it. 
may not understand how it's going to happen. Our resources, the disciples' perspective, our resources are in short supply. There's not enough money. There's not enough loaves and fish. What are we going to do?
That's the kind of faith we need, right? He's a little boy, so I can help. We must be willing to give. It may not look like much, but when God blesses it, it fulfills the purpose God has for it. And until we give it to Jesus, Jesus can't bless it. Until we give it to Jesus and we let Jesus bless it, it will never have the impact it can have in our own possession. As long as we're holding on to it, it will not have the kingdom impact that it will have when we let it go and let Jesus bless it. Listen, this isn't a message on giving this morning, but maybe it is a message on giving. Jesus and Jesus blesses it and gives it back to us to give away to others. The kingdom is advanced, the lost are found, the hungry are filled, the broken are made whole, the sick are healed, the sinner becomes a saint when we give what Jesus blesses. We give what Je- we give it to Jesus. That's what they did. They gave it to Jesus. Jesus blessed it. Jesus gave it back to them and they distributed it. When we give it to Jesus, Jesus blesses it, gives it back to us, and we distribute it. And he meets the needs. The disciples were confused, frustrated, overwhelmed, but Jesus had a plan, right? The old song says, little is much when God is in it. It's true. Until the five loaves and the two fish were placed in the hands of Jesus, it was only enough for that little boy. Placed in the hands of Jesus, when Jesus blessed it, it became food for over 5,000. Hashtag blessed. Let's give what Jesus blesses. Let's be faithful in our giving. Because when God blesses, God blesses for kingdom purposes. Write this down. God blesses for purpose, not merely is for purpose, not merely for pleasure. Hear me, church, when God blesses us, it's, it's not merely to make us feel good. It's so that we can give it away. It's for purpose. Whether it's a financial blessing, whether it's a, a, a miracle, whether it's God just doing a work in our life. When God blesses us, it's so that we can fulfill the purpose God has for that blessing. Everyone went away full of God, but it means that we share the blessings of God. You see it all throughout the early church. They shared everything. They, they shared their blessings. If we don't share the blessings, we won't share in the blessing. You get that? If we don't share the blessings, we won't share in the blessing. Give it away as the Red Heart Chili Peppers said. Give it away.
to proclaim, to demonstrate, and give. Until we are willing to give, church, God isn't willing to trust us with the gift. Until we're willing to give, God isn't willing to trust us with the gift. Because to whom much is given, much is what? happen. There's not enough. There's not enough. I don't get it, God. I don't get it. I don't understand. I am just 
just like those disciples, confused and frustrated and scared and wondering, God, what are we going to do now? How are we? Let's just send them home. Let's just forget about this thing. Let's let them go find their own food. And let's just sort of sneak out the back door, Jesus. How often the disciples in this story? Sometimes I am that boy, right? Willing to give up my resources, my lunch, so that Jesus can do much with the little that I have. Not much, Jesus. I'm going to be faithful in it. I'm going to pay my tithes, Jesus. I'm going to give my time, Jesus. Jesus, I'm going to share what you have given to me with others. Even when I don't think that it can do much, I'm going to trust you that you're going to do much with it. Who else am I in this story? I'm the loaves and the fishes in the hands of Jesus to bring good news that satisfies the hungry. When I am placed in the hands of Jesus, when I allow him to, to bless me and break me, when I allow myself to be blessed and broken in the hands of Jesus, Bless me and break me, God. This will be in your hands. Who am I? I'm the one commanded to give them something to eat. So I go from being the disciple that's scared and confused to the disciple that said, okay, God, I just got to do it. I just got to be faithful. I'm just going to hand it to him. As long as you're giving it, I'm going to keep handing it. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be what you've called me to be. I'm going to go. I'm going to give them something to eat. I'm not going to send them away. I'm not going to ask somebody else to do it. I'm going to be faithful to what you've called me to do and what you've called me to be. I'm going to give them something to eat. I'm that disciple.
disciple left amazed, picking up the abundance that Jesus has supplied out of nothing. I am amazed. I'm that disciple that is amazed. Going around. Can you believe that we pick it up 12 baskets? Look at all this that's left over. Look at all this that has been left. We didn't have enough to start, but now we got too much. We didn't have enough to feed these folks with. In the hands of Jesus, blessed and broken, there is more than enough to satisfy, to meet the needs. Everyone has been filled, and it's not just, there's not just enough. There is more than enough in the hands of Jesus. I am amazed at how Jesus has supplied the need in the story. Jesus, that you have met us here in this house. You've already, you've already touched lives. You've already saved souls. You've already, you've already mended hearts. You've already touched and began to push back against the work of the enemy. You have already, Jesus, met us here. And now, Jesus, and now, Jesus, I pray, God, that your established in our hearts. I pray that your word would be established in our hearts and that we would receive the word with faith and you would meet the needs of this body and you will use us to feed the crowd. message this morning without you, without giving you an opportunity to respond.
as a pastor in this story, today I feel more like that disciple who's confused. Or today, pastor, I want to be that little boy. I feel like that little boy who's just going to give and trust. Or, Lord, today I feel like the loaves and the fish. I just want you to break me and bless me so that I can meet the needs of those around me. This morning, your head's bowed, your eyes are closed, and you would just respond with an uplifted hand that would say, Jesus, or you would say, Pastor Brock, I heard the voice of Jesus this morning in my spirit. I see me in the story, and I want to respond in faith. If that's you this morning, just right where you're at, would you just lift your hand up so I can be praying for you this week? Amen. sense that I needed to go straight into my sermon. I didn't need to take a break to receive the offering. I just needed to go straight into my sermon. I even told the ushers, I told our team when we were preparing, so be, be ready because I might, I might receive the offering at the end. I'm just going to let the Spirit lead me. And as I mentioned earlier, and I want to commend you, church, since we really, February, we really made an emphasis and to tell you and remind you. And since, since then, our giving has been, has been what it needs to be to meet the needs of the church. Do you guys know if you're on the church app and you're a member, you see the giving numbers every week. And, um, and they, 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 we have been meeting budget most every month. Gas prices—it's—it's it's awful, and we're like—we're like that little boy when we put gas. Lord, multiply. 
gas tank, right? We put the gas in the hands of Jesus, right? Bless it and break it. say this in my sermon, but because I didn't think of it till just now. But thank you, Lord. When they, when, when Jesus blessed it and broke it, there wasn't enough just for the crowd, there was enough for the disciples to eat too. When we are faithful, when we are obedient, God meets our Jesus blesses and breaks it, and he meets the needs, but he also fed the disciples. He meets our needs as well. He'll do more with what you have left over than what you could have ever done before you gave it away. How do I know that's true? Because I've seen it. I've experienced it. There have been times in my life that say, God, I don't
Who's about to pray intercede the offering? You, do you feel led to share something this morning?